0: what's up welcome to forte catholic this is your host Taylor role we are live on this easter tuesday coming to you from the red sea radio St- universal studios galaxy wide studios in College Station, Texas. We are actually streaming live on the air in Bryan College Station area, also Waco, also on moons many galaxies away. Um, they, we haven't gotten to any planets yet, just some moons, but it's fun to be syndicated across the galaxy. So if you are listening for the first time, welcome, and I'm sorry. If you are returning, you're welcome, and I'm sorry. It's, it's great to have you in today. This is going to be a fun episode. We are Talking about the joy of Easter today in our first segment. We've got a couple of people here in the studio uh, watching me talk because that's not weird at all. And uh, we're going to be talking to them about uh, the Ministry Madness Bracket update in the third segment. We're going to be uh, finishing up the Ministry Madness Bracket first round, explaining all of the contestants. It has been such a fun week watching all of you vote in the first week of the bracket. Um, we've gotten tons and tons of votes in. So thank you guys for giving me a lot to do over the past week and keep refreshing my my page to see the results. It's been a, it's been a heck of a lot of fun. <clears throat> and then in the second segment, my good friend Andrew Laubacher was in town about a month ago, recorded an interview. We uh, have been waiting for the perfect time to air it. And tonight is the night. It's probably one of my, probably the most fun or second most fun interviews I've ever done since the show started back in October. He's absolutely fantastic. So that'll be in about 20 minutes. So here in this first segment we are talking about Easter. Last week last week on the show with Chris Bartlett, um, we talked about his ministry, next level ministry, but also how to have the best the next level holy week so i hope you guys listened to that had a great holy week uh jake the producer was here and he's saying that he didn't listen to it but he totally did because he was in the studio uh he, he's not helping my podcast listens though because he uh he barely listens when he's live on the, when i'm live on the air so he definitely doesn't listen later give me a little more credit taylor thank you a little okay he listens to at least seven minutes of the show every week true Okay, so he he listens uh, at the beginning of the segment, the end of the segment, and then whenever I start snapping at him to, like, stop looking at his phone to uh, do, like, our segment intros. So, uh, speaking of segment intros, we're going to be doing one of those here pretty soon. Our Mass Tech segment. I made a new intro for it two weeks ago. We promised you that we would do it on that show, and... uh didn't get to it. We didn't get to it because the Ministry madness thing kind of blew out of the water. Uh, we had our friend Tony Vicenda come on as a contestant explaining why he should win and all these things, right? So we didn't have time to go through um, the Mass text segment. We are doing it. First segment now. We are, we're not going to go anywhere until we do this Mass text segment. Get it so out of the way. Get it, get it out of the way. We'll see what you, uh, what you think about our new intro. We had a lot of fun recording it with our uh, general manager, Thaddeus Romanski. I said that in case you don't like it, you can just blame him. Um, you can find his email at org. Just shoot him a bunch of emails saying that you either love or hated his, uh, his intro on mass text. And then say a bunch of good things about me. If, uh, if, if you don't have anything good to say about me, his, he actually doesn't have an email. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> so we are talking about Easter joy. Uh, my Holy Week was... Had the most ups and downs of any Holy Week I've ever had in my entire life. Holy Thursday started it off great. Oh, I guess technically we had to go back to Sunday, right? And then we, we, we you know uh, Palm Sunday. I almost said Holy Sunday. I guess they're all holy, but on on Palm Sunday, it was kind of crazy. I did I did the music at the mass, and we weren't really sure what was going on, <laughs> but but it was it was okay, right? And then like the 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 non loved days. My my personally my favorite days of Easter. Easter Monday. Easter Tuesday, Easter Wednesday, otherwise known as, you know, a lot of people think Ash Wednesday is in Holy Week. That it's like Ash Wednesday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday. That's actually not the case, right? Just a normal Wednesday. Um, and then uh, Holy Thursday, right? So this is where you get to smell people's bad feet during Mass. is a lot of fun. So uh, Sam Shepherd's in the, in, in the in the studio today. She just like winced when I said feet. She does not like feet. Um, but for some reason, she keeps both of hers. So, um, so on Holy Thursday Mass, uh, for those of you who, who didn't go or hadn't been in a while, that's where uh, the, the priest, the pastor of the parish, uh, ha- picks people from, from out in the community. Different parishes do it differently. Probably the most common one is they pick 12 people from amongst the community, right? <clears throat> to reenact the foot washing that Jesus did on the Thursday 2,000 years ago, right? If you're doing the math, it's not exactly 2,000 years. Calm down. Somebody's going to put me on Twitter. It was like 1,987. It's like, okay, you win. All right, I'm fine. Okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. 17 of you got that. Good old Kevin Hart. So, uh, Holy Thursday, we went to Mass with my kids, and it was crazy because we got out of a staff meeting right before it. So, there's a lot of people from the Ablaze Ministry staff sitting in the rows behind me because. Uh, We got out kind of late, so people were getting to Mass late. We're really good Catholics. It's fantastic. So I'm sitting there with my kids, with all these people watching, right? My kids were absolutely terrible. So many times when I go to Mass, like the whole goal of Mass is to, like, grow closer to God, right? Like that. if you could boil it down to one thing, that's it. Those of you that have kids know that that's not often the case, right? You go in with the greatest intentions, you know, just like I can go into a race in the Olympics. Like, I'm going to win, and then I lose by, you know. A lot, depending on the race, I'd lose either way, I'd lose by a lot, right? My intention and the reality are two very different things, right? So my kids were just going all over the place. Finally, so like I work for the church, so I'm around church things a lot. My wife is uh, with, with the kids. She gets to go get to Bible study on Thursdays, but a lot of times when we're at Mass and things, I, I, I want to take the kids so that she can uh, enjoy the time, especially because a, a lot of Sundays, I'm doing the music at Mass. So, when I'm up there, like the first half of mass doing all the music, she's stuck with the two kids, and like the kids want to come up on the altar with me it's 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 hilarious so so she gets stuck there a lot so i I took the kids out and we me and the kids hung out like in the in the foyer with all the other bad kids and their parents <coughs> um but it, overall it was it was a good experience right it, it was fun watching people's feet get washed uh Good friday literally the worst my son has ever acted in his entire life like if God wanted a good Friday to be sacrificial, it totally was. Like, he, I would tell him it was something like 17 times in a row and he wouldn't do it. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't know what to do with you, right? I have one Xbox controller. Those of you that listen to the show frequently know I love video games, right? He chewed off the knobs on my, on, like the control sticks. He chewed them off. And I'm just like, homie, we ain't friends right now. <laughs> like, you're like, that's, this is, this is not good, right? Um, and like he was like not listening to me, not listening to my wife, so uh I like we had to spend like twelve hundred dollars to get our, our cars repaired. It's just like if you want sacrifice, that was it. So we totally lived in the sacrifice of Good Friday, uh, because of the children and the cars. We actually didn't make it to the to the three o'clock service, so whoopty doo there. Fantastic Good Friday. Um so a lot of people out like why is it called good Friday? If jesus died it's like that that's why <laughs> because there were not good things that ended up being actually okay because of jesus yay all right so um holy saturday is that that's what it's called yeah holy saturday the easter vigil uh that's like that's all i really ever refer to that day as is the easter vigil right so for those of you that don't know this is where all the people who go through the RCIA process the Rite of christian initiation for adults um and that's modified for people of all ages right so in our ministry, we had people from, from St. Joseph's in Bryan and St. Mary's in Brenham um, going through the RCA process and to get baptized and First Communion and Confirmation. These are a lot of these kids who haven't been involved in church in many, many years. So we had this great opportunity to share the gospel with them, to teach them what it meant to be Catholic in the last two, three months or whatever. <laughs> uh, they've been a part of our youth group for the past year or two, maybe even more. Um, but really to have this intentional time to what does it mean to be Catholic? What are you saying yes to when you become Catholic, right? And to see a lot of these kids who, some of them are like super holy and some of them are just punks, right? <laughs> so to go on Saturday and to be there, I, I can't bi-locate, um, at least not consistently. I've only done it a few times. I'm, I'm totally just kidding. There, there are people listening like, wait, he can do that? No, uh, half the stuff I say actually isn't true, um, but most of the time I'm very uh, decent, and I, and I will tell you that, just like now. Uh, half the time my sarcasm just slips out, and you'll just have to Fifty episodes in, and be like, oh, he is sarcastic. I thought he was true. There's going to be that one person like Sam Shepard sitting across from me who doesn't understand sarcasm. But like for real, on this, on this, at this Easter vigil, going through it's like three hours long, right? Like all the readings, or they go through all of the uh, salvation history. They show all the all these readings connected to the sacraments are going to happen: uh, water with baptism, and Holy Spirit and fire with confirmation, and the Eucharist for, you guessed it confirmation, I'm just kidding, first communion, right, so seeing, there were four kids out in Brenham, that's where I was, and seeing them, like, go from, like, literal heathens, right, unbaptized, to becoming Christians, like, there was so much fun, just such a beautiful moment, and then on Easter, we went to, uh, we went to the Easter Sunday night mass, I was playing the music there, it was a lot of fun, I had never been to a nighttime mass on Easter, and uh, we got to spend spend the day, uh, half the day at home, and then half the day with some family friends, it was a lot of fun, so, um, I want to actually talk about the gospel from Sunday, the Easter Day gospel, right? So we are going to do our Mass Text segment right about now.
1: Welcome to Mass Text, the segment where we go through the readings from today's Mass in case you couldn't make Mass today. Or you are in Mass but found yourself daydreaming, telling your children to quiet down or snoring quite loudly with people looking at you with their judging eyes. Through the scriptures, God sent the first mass text to all of his people so that he could share his love and wisdom with us. Sit back and relax as we dive into God's
2: message to us today.
0: All right, so I hope you enjoyed that, that intro to our mass text segment. All the other times I just like started talking and that was a thing, but uh, we got Thaddeus Romansky to come and record that for us. Um, getting really real with it, right? So... The Gospel on Easter. This is from John chapter 20. It says, On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, and the one who had arrived at the tomb first, who was the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead." So. This is the scripture, like the morning of Easter, right? So we're reading this on Easter morning, and they're recounting what that morning was like, right? So Mary of Magdala goes out there, sees the tomb rolled away, right? So if you remember what happened on Friday, <clears throat> they went and laid Jesus' body in the tomb, and then the, the Pharisees went to, went to Pilate, and they were like, so this guy said that he was going like, to come back to life after three days, so can, like, can we... Roll this rock over it, put a seal on it, like put the royal seal on it, and then post guards out there. He's like, "Oh, yeah, absolutely, that's a great idea. thanks, Pharisees. I really appreciate it. So they posted the guards they were out there that whole time, and then it all shook the tomb the the, the rock was rolled away, the tomb was opened up, the guards ran away, scared, and then it was open, and Mary Magdalene gets there, and you can imagine what's going through her head, right? She doesn't know the end of the story like we do 2,000 years later. It's like, where is it? Has the body been stolen? That must have been some a really big <laughs> group of bandits to take out these Roman guards, right? Like going through all of these, things. at least like that's what, if I was Mary Magdalene, that's what I'd be thinking. Oh man, I don't mess with these people. <laughs> they beat up these Roman guards. But this Jesus that you walked with said that he'd come back to life. And then he said that, like, if if one of you in this room told me you were going to die and come back to life three days, I was like, <laughs> sure, right? It's not necessarily something that you would believe when somebody says, right? Now, if all of you started doing miracles and rising people from the dead, I might start to, oh, wait, maybe they're serious, right? But that all the things that Jesus had said and done, all the healings that he had done, all the things that he said, all the things that he taught, all the things that he that he was uh, mentioned about him coming back, it's like, wait, is this actually? real right and then she goes and she goes and She's like this is freaky <laughs> i'm going to get the dudes right so she goes to get uh, john who's the beloved disciple and peter and they run out and i love how they like it's it's really funny how they mention like peter's the first pope right but they had to mention that he lost in this foot race like that just had to be the thing right old man old man peter loses to young man john but even the disciples the arguably the two people closest to jesus right uh, Peter and John the beloved disciple and the dude that was the first pope they get there they go in and John gets there first but he's kind of scared right and i i had never really learned until this last week why he would have been scared other than the fact like did this dude come back to life the way that they that they I, I, how they like buried people right they wrapped them in cloths i always thought it was just kind of wrapped i always kind of pictured it like a mummy right we see mummies in like in kid shows or Scooby Doo or whatever they're walking around their scraps are falling off and all these things right but actually how they buried them is when they put the oil on them, it acted like a plaster. So if you've ever gotten a cast or seen somebody get a cast, you, you know, it's like this soft material that they put this, this oil on top of it um, or they, whatever they use for casts now, right? And it hardens it as it's going on. And that's actually what it would do whenever they buried these people. They put the oil on top of it and it would harden and seal to their skin. So it wasn't just like they were wearing these claws that were easily taken up. And that's actually why it mentions oh, the barrel claws were over here, the head thing was over here. And it's like, to us, that's, I, I read that to you th- five minutes ago, and you were like, what? <laughs> like, why is that detail important, right? But for the people that were there, for the people that, were, that are reading this in the time of Jesus, they were like, if you, if, if you would have, like, somebody tried to steal him to make it look like he had risen from the dead, right? To, to make some sort of conspiracy about it. Like, they would have had to, like, rip his skin off. When they, tore off, when they tore off the claws, right? So for them to just to be laying there and one neatly kind of wrapped <laughs> or neatly folded in a corner, it's like, no, like, he disappeared. Like, he's somewhere else, right? And like in some of the other stories of, of Easter, it's like, he is not here, right? He is somewhere else. So like, that just blew my mind because it's like, oh my gosh, like how different the scene that they thought they were showing up to. And then they get there and they're like, what? And the big question is, they, or the big thing is that they still had these questions. It says at the last line, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. So they just encountered Jesus, the risen Christ. They'd know that, like, wait, something special happened here. But there's still questions, right? And I think so many of us, we encounter Christ. We have this experience with God. and We're like, this is awesome, but I still don't get it. I still have questions. This is still really difficult, right? And uh, St. Cyril of Alexandria was, t- was talking about this. And he said, they, um, as yet they did not meet Christ risen from the dead, but they infer his resurrection from the bundle of linen cloths. And from that time on, they believed that he had burst the bonds of death as Holy scripture had long proclaimed that he would do. When therefore they looked at the issues in light of the prophecies that turned out true, their faith was from that time for, uh, from that time forward rooted on a firm foundation. So they had this intense experience, but it wasn't until time passed and they looked back and they looked to the scriptures that they understood this, right? And I think for a lot of us, we had that experience with our sacraments. In particular, I was thinking about that a lot because on the Easter Vigil, all these kids were receiving their sacraments, and it's we want this big, intense experience to happen. Oh, God changed my life instantly. That's not what receiving the sacraments was like for me. I look back on them now, and I see like, through the lens of the scriptures, through the lens of what God has done in my life, and be like... No, there's something really there, just like Jesus had truly risen. So um, that is the Mass text segment. That is the end of our first segment of Forte Catholic for today. We will be right back after the break with an interview from my friend from a couple of weeks ago, Mr. Andrew Laubacher. We'll be right back. All righty, friends, we are back with our second segment of Forte Catholic for this evening. I am joined in studio by my boy, A-Lob, with, with a few bees, maybe just one. Uh, Andrew <laughs> uh praise and worship leader, uh, speaker. He's in town for a couple events. Andrew, what's up, man?
3: Dude, this is sweet. You're sweet. This is super sweet. Y- you're sweet. This, thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. You are welcome here. All right. This is, this is terrible. Andrew,
0: right. uh, uh, why don't you tell the people that are listening right
3: now? Yeah. Who you are, why you here, right. what do you do? So my name's Andrew Lobacher. Uh, people call me A-Lob, A-L-O-B. How many people call you that? It's a lot. Like seven? Maybe like 25. Oh, good. <laughs> and um, yeah, my social media is A-Lob with three Bs because someone took one B and two Bs, which... We w- we will pray for them. We will pray. We need to intercede. So anyway, yeah, I'm a uh, full-time worship leader. So I travel and lead worship for different events Um, Catholic, Protestant, um, uh, across the U.S., and I guess World, because I was at World Youth Day this summer leading worship, which was sweet. In Krakow. In Krakow. That's the sound the bird made in the... Krakow. Yeah. (laughs) That's where I grew up.
0: (laughs) He was my only friend. Right. Uh, So... I thought, like, so a lot of Catholics think, like, only priests lead worship, right? They're the only people who are leading the worship ceremony. Right. So when you say you're a worship leader, what do you mean by that?
3: Right. So, yeah, a lot of these um, settings I'm in are either retreats or conferences with um, usually teens or young adults. Um, but I kind of do all ages. Uh, but, yeah, I lead them in song, and worship. Contemporary praise and worship is something that uh, really impacted my life and changed my life. And so that's what I do. It uh, can be with a full band. Sometimes it's just me. Uh, I love music, grew up on rock and roll, and um, after my conversion, pretty much went all into praise and worship, and so yeah, most of these settings, it's uh, it's retreats or conferences, and yeah, it's a good time.
0: So yeah, so you talked about your conversion. Let's go ahead and get into that. Right. So uh, what? Wh- how did you get started, and then you were this rock and roll dude, and then now you're this you're kind
3: of a big deal, right? Right. At least in the Catholic world, right? Catholic famous, like <laughs> we talk about on the show
0: all the time. So, what was yeah. your conver- what's your conversion story, man?
3: Yeah. So, really, really quickly, uh, yeah. Grew up Catholic, grew up going to church. Um, have awesome parents, awesome older sister. Uh, but yeah, going to church is kind of that normal, you know, going through the motions kind of thing. Didn't really uh, get the whole like relationship with Jesus. And uh, both sides of my family super Catholic. It was just kind of what you do, you know, and. So I really lived that out and, you know, went to uh went to private school till eighth grade and you know had the uniform, you know, and free dress, which wasn't even free, first of all. The days you had free dress you had to pay fifty cents just made me really angry, okay?
0: That that's stupid. I mean, it was it's, it's,
3: so not fair. It's not free. Because it wasn't free. And I'd still have to wear like a collared shirt. So I was really angry and just mad at the world, right? So that's why you didn't like the Catholic Church. Correct. Because of the
0: fifty cents for free Correct. Dress.
3: It wasn't free. I just wanted to be free. And um yeah, so I ended up going to a public high school and uh, just kind of found myself in that friend group that I was already really heavy into the party scene, um, and I really desperately wanted to fit in. Like i I was a baller, like I was a basketballer. I played sports. I was on surf. You know, I've surfed my whole life, um, but I knew I had to like fit into these groups and I had to do certain things to fit in. So you have to go to the parties. You have to be cool. You have to wear the right clothes. You have to sing the right songs. And I really just immersed myself into that and um, during confirmation. So I'm like going to confirmation classes, but also starting to go and go into this party thing, you know? And, you know, friends are showing me pornography at school and, and drugs and like, I'm, I want to fit in. So I start to do those things and slowly through high school, just progressively just left my faith. So, um, actually had great youth ministry. Jackie Francois was my youth minister. No way. I Um, did not know that. Yeah. So Jackie Francois, Aaron Barta, um, he went to Franciscan, you know, and so I had great like lively like youth ministry. I just did not give a crap and uh was really just not convinced that Catholicism was true. I, I would tell my mom all the time that you're brainwashing me. Like I believe that the Catholic Church is brainwashing me. And um so by the end of senior year, sounds um, like your
0: brain needed a little washing. It needed <laughs> some washing.
3: So yeah, Karen Reynolds, Aaron Barda had awesome youth ministry, um but I just really did not believe in God. I mean, I was hanging out with that group that was just living for themselves, the parties, the drugs, the girls. And I just really wanted to fit in, so I did those things. But I was still like, you know, like, oh, I'm a good person. You know, you always justify your sin, right? It's like, dude, at least I'm not killing people, you know, or I'm not doing heroin, you know. So I, like, justified my sin all the time. Um, But by senior year, I was atheist. I did not believe in God at all. Like, was really convinced that there was no such thing um, as this whole, you know, this whole Christian thing was just totally made up. And lived my life like that. And so... Uh, was planning, you know, to go to community college and just do the rock and roll thing. I was playing in like punk bands, like reggae, you know, and that was like the cool thing to do. And um, so I graduated, was going to a party and uh, ended up getting pulled out over by the cops. So I had my drugs with me, got put in the back of a cop car and was like, okay, this is not good. This is not the life I want to live. Ended up, you know, having to go to court, all this stuff, went to a Steubenville conference that summer in adoration. God just shifted the course of my life. And... Yeah, I went home, just fell in love with my faith, started reading everything I could, studying as much as I can, you know, and that's when I went from that shift from like rock and roll to like praise and worship, like literally just shifted from Little Wayne to like Hillsong in a day, you know, it was, it was cool, you know, and that's like what I invested my time in and yeah, I have plenty of mistakes after, just kept, you know, turned to the mercy of God and um, still doubts and questions, but um, yeah, Jesus has completely transformed my life and I could honestly tell you, talking to Senior a if you were to say like I'd be traveling, like the world playing like Jesus music, I'd probably slap you, <laughs> or give you the bird. I don't know, which one is, of the two.
0: Which is funny because you're this like uh, you know uh, big things come in small packages, <laughs> right? So, that's like, what my mom told me you're, that you're, all you're, the time. You're, you're this like little <laughs> California cool kid, and if yeah, you would have yeah. slapped me, it probably wouldn't have looked. Oh well for you. no, I would have died. Probably, I, I would have been in the back of the cop car. Right, right. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I went to Franciscan University, studied theology and philosophy, and uh, really just encountered the love of God in a, in a deep way there through through the Holy Spirit, through the charismatic worship there, which I didn't really know much about, um, but that really transformed my life. And just studying God, too. It was like I was getting it in the classroom, just my mind just being blown because of truth and the existence of God and his church that he created and the reality that Jesus is real and all this stuff. And um, after that, um, I worked as a campus minister at a high school. The last two years, J. Sarah Catholic High School, and then went full-time worship uh, last June. But I've been leading worship since I was 19, so...
0: Yeah, I, so I was at, we were at Franciscan this, like, I was, you were there for what,
3: four years? Uh, I was actually there for two and a half. Two I a, transferred. Two and a half, okay. So, but they're w- every summer doing conferences yeah, and
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, one of those years, I was there at the same time that you were. Okay. And you, like, oh, so yeah. At, at Franciscan. Yeah. Like, th- at, like after the Easter Vigil, there's this huge party, right? Right. Like, where everybody goes. It's like one in the morning, and we're having this Catholic party, right? Right, we're getting uh, down. We're good Catholics, so there was beer there, obviously, of course. Obviously. Because everybody everybody <laughs> gave that up, and now we're all right. partying. Um, right. and so, we're, like, I have a beer in my hand, and I'm listening to you lead worship at, like, two in the morning right. <laughs> in, this, like, in this center, right? Right. So, yeah, it's, it's just been awesome to see, like, where your career's gone from them. Right. I know that you've been, like, my, we both had our conversions, our our initial conversion at a stevenville conference Correct. so i'm sure it's cool to be to be doing those now
3: yeah it's really weird leading them now like this is my third year leading them i played with the bob rice band um for three years you know i've played with jackie francois and Dolo, and ben walters and all these people and it's like every time i'm up there worshiping with these people i'm like dude i remember sitting in the crowd being like this is a bunch of bs you know what i mean and i, and I just experienced a lot of Man, God's faithfulness, you know, and it's a pretty incredible opportunity, you know, because it's like, dude, I, I, I'm still not perfect, but I really believe that, like, this stuff is real and that our worship can impact souls and you can encounter God like I did, even though I didn't want to, you know? So it has been a really incredible um, journey, to say the least.
0: Yeah, no, that's great, man. So well, I, I think what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and give people a taste of, of your taste. music,
3: of, of, your, of your ministry. Taste um, and see. T- taste and see.
2: See.
0: all right that was that was uh <clears throat> we, we just started a new band it's right. called the the taylop band
2: <laughs> oh, um, my so, god. Um, so uh, yes
0: why don't you set up this song for us so Great. This, it's one of your newest songs so yeah. why don't you just kind of explain why you wrote it what was going on in your heart man
3: yeah so this song's called longing i wrote it i think last year and it really came out of a place honestly where like i wasn't feeling god at all um i think people you know think you know, when we're leading worship there, we're just having these like incredible encounters with God ourselves. But most of the time when I pray, most of the time when I'm in church, most of the time when I'm leading worship, it doesn't matter for thousands of people or 20 people, like I don't really feel God. And so the song came out of this place in my heart where I was just really longing to, to praise God and longing to worship Him. And just this, um, I don't know, I couldn't express it in words, and so it just came out in song. And then I realized, like in the psalmist talked about it, like this longing, this yearning for something more. Um, I think it's Psalm 64 or something like that. It's in the Bible. It's like yeah, a cool we're, book. Yeah, we're
0: good Catholics really uh, right. knowing our chapter and verse. Right,
3: I know the words. I just never know the chapters. I'm really bad. But it's in the scriptures. And I saw that and I was like, wow, this desire for God has been happening for thousands of years. This isn't something like new. Like, oh my gosh, you're desiring, you're desiring infinite love? Like that's not something new. And so just want to express it through, through song in a new way. And just that reality that Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is our satisfaction. That our, our hope is found in a person. And not just an idea or some you know, mythological creature, but it's found in the person of Jesus, and that longing can be satisfied. So this song is simply just an expression of that.
0: Cool. We're going to go ahead and check it out. So th- this Legit. is Longing by A-Love.
2: feeling. God, you know every thought and every need. We put our trust in the King of Kings. There's a deep, deep longing for you, Lord. There's a deep, deep Indeed.
0: Totally, just jamming out yeah. in the studio with that,
3: dude. I've never seen interpretive dancing to that song like you just did.
0: I, I, I don't know if it was interpretive dancing or just a big white dude dancing. I <laughs> just,
3: I might hire you just so you can interpretive dance. I will worship. totally do that and ruin every event you ever go to. You'll never get hired. Sorry, Stephenville. <laughs> I have a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Maher doesn't have a dancer. He doesn't, and that's why he gets hired every Right, that's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> no, that's a great song. It's funny because
0: I, I I actually listened to it a few uh, when it came out cool. uh, on on your social media stuff. So uh, speaking of your social media stuff, and I know that if people want to get connected with you, right, Mister
3: Andrew Labacker Mister A La Right, that's what it is. So yeah, my website is a dash l o b dot com. Um, need to update some stuff there, but that's there's some there's some cool material. Um, and then on my Instagram and my Twitter is A-L-O-B-B-B, three Bs. Facebook is just my name. Um, I took a little hiatus from social media because, like, I was addicted. So I'm still on there, but I'm not really on there. I'm having, you know, some people help me out with that. So you can find all my stuff. My music is all there on iTunes, Spotify, all, all under A-lob, ALOB Um But, yeah. Sweet.
0: Yeah, so we have just a few minutes left. I know that you're in town this weekend. So to, to, talking about the Holy Spirit. Right. So um, let's get the three-minute version of what you're right. talking about this weekend.
3: Right. I guess, yeah, the three-minute version is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave lives in you. That's a big deal. I think as Catholics, we really do forget that we have like God in us and he wants to get out of us, right? The Holy Spirit in so us. He wants to get out like he's tired of it. No, he, no <laughs> he likes living in there, but he wants to, he, he's not like a stagnant lake. You know, it says in the scriptures that out, out of their hearts shall flow rivers of living water. Like God, the Holy Spirit is in us, but the Holy Spirit also has anointed us to move in power. And so my thing is like, man, I, I love to pray for people. I love to, man, I've seen miracles. I've seen people healed of, of a lot of different stuff. And I just believe that in this generation, we, we, have, we are looking for the supernatural. And if as Christians, we don't start to step up and start exercising the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The churches is going to continue to go down. So I think, um, Bill Johnson, I I watched a lot of Protestant preaching too. And, um, you know, a lot of these pastors and preachers that I'm hearing, uh, man, it's, it's the move of the Holy Spirit revival, um, signs and wonders. It says in the scriptures that signs and wonders will accompany those who believe. Um, and if it's not rooted in love, then this means nothing. Right. But I think when you're rooted in love, Jesus, every person Jesus saw, he, he made them whole. It was never a question. He, he, he wants people to be made whole. And I think when we can witness to that, um, man, people wake up to the reality that Jesus is Lord. And so I think just realizing, yeah, Holy Spirit's in you. He wants to fill other people and he wants to, to move in power, right? The gospel is not in talk, but in power. And I think as Catholics, we can get really comfortable in our little own little zones on Sunday, but we we're meant to go out and evangelize all the word. I don't care if you're in business, if you're you know, in sports, whatever you're in, um, you can impact the reality. You can impact the atmosphere that you're in it, with love, with the gospel. And it's really fun, and it's really exciting to, to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, so.
0: it was funny. I, I was uh, hearing you talk earlier today, <laughs> and you were ta- you were telling stories to some of our high school kids over right. at St. Joseph's, talking about some of these crazy encounters you've had in your right. travels on planes. Why don't right. you share your favorite one of those stories? Right.
3: Well, I guess the most recent one, there's, there's a good amount of them. Um, the most recent one was a girl, a woman I was talking to, and— you know, we just started talking about Jesus because she asked me what I do. And I was like, I lead worship. And then all all you have to ask is to get them in the conversation. Oh, did you grow up with any faith? Boom, you're in. Okay. <laughs> so we started talking two hours later. not, You know, she is, we're just going back and forth. Boom, boom, boom. Like she is, I think, an agnostic atheist. Um, or I don't even know what she is. It was a lot of, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that. Yeah. I, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's not a thing. It was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of weird things, <laughs> but, um, so she didn't believe in Jesus. And so by the end of the conversation, I was just like, okay, this is going nowhere. I believe God heals people. I believe that, you know, Jesus wants to, um, wants us to walk like him. He said, we'll do the same works that you did, that he did in greater, right? So I just started telling her this. And I was just at an event in Columbus, saw a man get out of a wheelchair from, you know, he had Parkinson's disease, hasn't walked in years, got completely healed, restored, showed her that video. And she's like, well, I'll believe in Jesus if he heals my foot. And I was like, great. Like she had some really bad pain in her foot constantly. She walks, constant pain. I was like, great, meet me in baggage claim. And when we land, we'll pray. <laughs> so we, we, we landed, we met at baggage claim. Um, she was totally open to praying and we prayed. I just said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just asked that you would heal her foot. Foot be healed. And she started walking around. All the pain left her foot. Um, and she gave her life to Jesus right there on the spot. And it was like, I debated for two hours and gotten nowhere. One moment when the Holy Spirit showed up, she gave her life to Jesus. You know, it's like, I, it's so much easier than we think. It's just, you know, it's, it's weird. It's scary stepping out like that because there's times I pray with people and nothing happens, right? Plenty of times, but the times that I do, it's incredible and it's like the most fun thing ever. And I just think people need to realize that this isn't a sign of holiness. This doesn't mean you're super perfect and, and that, but it actually is something that God wants you to operate in on a regular basis.
0: My favorite part of that story is that you talk to her foot. That's that's, that's, right. that's, that's the best just, part of all yeah. of that.
3: <laughs> we have authority over that stuff.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, hey, 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 hey well, thanks for coming <laughs> Bro, on. Bro, this has
3: been so good.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Hope we can get you on uh, another time soon. Uh, guys, we will be right back for our final segment of Forte Catholic for the day. Stick, stick with us. We will be right back after the break. <laughs> All righty, then we are back for our final segment of Forte Catholics for the day. I want to thank my buddy Andrew Labacher for coming in about a month ago to do that interview. He was way too much fun. We talked about him, we talked about feet and him talking to feet, and we talked about the Holy Spirit and his song, which has been stuck in my head ever since we did that that interview a month ago. So we actually Andrew is actually a perfect segue into our final segment because. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is prophecy, right? He spoke on the, in the interview with me. We spoke about his smallness and his ability to fight within that smallness, right? That was a month before Ministry Madness Bracket became a thing. Now Andrew is a contender in the Ministry Madness Bracket, and I think because of his small stature is not doing too well in his first matchup. So for those of you that don't know, I had this crazy idea about a week and a half ago put together this bracket of 64 ministry leaders from across the United States and uh, made a bracket of answering the question, what would happen if all of these people met in a fight, right? So it's it's a legal boxing match. Some of the contestants who are not doing as well in the voting currently have wanted to bring in chairs or bring in, um, there was one suggestion that musicians are at a disadvantage because they're, well, musicians, so they should be able to bring their instrument in. So like, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a real boxing match, and it's really funny people arguing me, arguing with me about the rules for these boxing matches that will absolutely never happen, right? This is all fictional for those of you who um, have been thinking that I'm actually going to get all these people into a ring. So Some of them might. We've actually been working, there's a few people who have actually expressed interest on actually getting to a ring, so that, that might be uh, coming in the next few months. But until then, <clears throat> there is, uh, so the, the bracket's been out for one week. We launched it uh, a week and two hours ago, so right before last week's show. And it has been absolutely phenomenal. So much fun seeing people get involved with this. So just to give you some perspective, my, my website, gets, on average over the last 12 months, gets around 500 to 750 page views. A month, right? Um, the day I launched the bracket, it had over seven hundred. The next day, it had over seven hundred. The next day, it had over seven hundred. Right? So my average month happened three times in three days. Right? So it's been crazy. Like I, I get, I get to see all the results because I'm very special. You don't get to see the results yet, but I wanted to give you a little sneak preview into some of the matchups. So. I've been sharing on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, at Taylor Schroll, some of the the key matchups where the the voting is very similar. We have one matchup that, as of this morning, was one vote. There was one vote difference between these two people, right? It's like 51% and 49%. Um, So last week, what we did on the show is we went through with the people who were in the studio going through, um, and we actually had f- uh, help from Mr. Tony Vicinda of Project YM doing a third segment, going through some of, these, some of these matchups, explaining who the contestants are. So we are actually going to do that again today. If you want to play along, you can go to ministrymadness.com, or you can um, go to fortecatholic.com, and it's all over the front page, because it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> so I'm joined here, as always, by Mr. Jake Blaschak. Or, or, or has has he pronounced it Blazik for some reason? Blashak. <laughs> What's up, Jake? No comment. No comment. Uh, so that's Jake. And then uh, for those of you who to the show before, uh, you know Sam Shepard. She's here as well. Hey, Sam. Hi. Okay, that's her. She uh, she loves being on the radio. She, she, she says she doesn't like being on the radio, but she comes in and sits in on the show just about every week and always says something. Uh, and then there's Mr. Kyle Turner. This is, he's, a, he's a first-timer and uh, has a lot of critiques for the show. And by that, I mean absolutely nothing helpful or anything of substance at all. He just keeps saying, do better. And I don't know what that means. So, Kyle, how are you? I'm a huge fan. You're a huge fan. Thank you so much. I I think he's trying to sabotage the show. I think he wants to start another show on another another network, and he's trying to come on and sabotage this show. Yeah, I'm starting the Red B radio station. (laughs) It's one above. (laughs) (laughs) One one below? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're definitely a second tier. I don't know the alphabet very well. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So what we are going to do is with the three of you, uh, we started this bracket— Last week, one bracket of live on the air uh, voting on who would go to the next round. So these are all still our first round matchups where we left off last week. For those of you who are, who are listening live or those of you who have checked out the podcast on 40th slash radio. Um, this is where we left off. And it, it's talking. We talked about Andrew Laubach earlier and, and, and prophecy and things happening miraculously. Right. Where we left off last week was actually on Andrew Lobbacher's matchup. So so Andrew Lobbacher, if you've been listening to the show for a good, you know, 20 minutes, you know who he is, right? Worship leader, very small man, California man, um, going up against a, a very, probably one of the odder people, not not, not like more odd, not like an otter. Yeah, he's not an otter. He's a human being. Uh, Mr. Chris Padgett, uh, who... I mean, after looking at him, he might actually be a descendant of an otter. Who knows? Uh, he's, he's a hilarious man. He's, he's a lot of fun. He's on Chosen videos. He's been a speaker and a worship leader at the Steubenville Conferences. So, uh, Jake, we'll start with you. Who do you think would win in a boxing match between Andrew Laubacher and Chris Padgett? Um, I think that probably Chris Paget. Chris Paget. All right, Kyle, you're next.
4: Yeah, you know, I, I was originally going to say Chris Padgett, um, but... I feel like after hearing how Andrew can talk to people's feet, he does. I feel like that could really play into the match and might <laughs> offset some of that uh some of that smallness. Instead of foot be healed, he's like, "Chris, fall over." And he just does. And he the, just does lane in the spirit. We don't know what he can do. Our, our he might literally slay. <laughs> All
0: right, so Andrew and Chris both have one vote. So as always, the woman gets the final decision. So oh, Sam, no. who are you voting for?
2: Um Yeah, I feel like um it's probably Andrew, he would have like prophecy, so he would know that he was gonna win.
4: So he's not gonna or go lose. into a match that he's not gonna win. Like, he's gonna, I mean, like, Jesus went to a sick. cross
0: when he knew he was gonna die. Wow, okay,
4: well, you but know. then
0: again, he knew he was gonna win three days later. So, True. Hash- hashtag Easter madness. All right, <laughs> um, so we're voting for Andrew, which is good because I can see the results and he needs all the votes he can get. <gasps> um, Aww. uh, the, ne- the next matchup in uh, in uh in the bracket very very difficult matchup for one of the people here um i think one of the things is a lot of people know like people in the catholic world know a lot of these catholic artists and that sort of thing some people don't so they're only going by the picture picture wise this next matchup is rough there's oscar 210 Rivera, who's a who's a speaker with the stevenville conferences and he's been a rapper for many 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 years right and i i've had the privilege of meeting him i had lunch with him uh last summer because my old youth minister and him or best friends in college. So Oscar was the best man in my old youth minister's wedding. And I've been listening to his, his rap since I was in like, I don't know, 10th grade or something like that. Going up against one of everybody's favorite Catholic artists, Steve Angrizano, right? So uh, Steve Angrizano is a, a wonderful musician, great, great speaker, uh, very recognizable voice. So If you look through the, the Gloria hymn, hymnal, he's got some songs in there. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Ooh, that's a, that's Steve. Um, he's having a rough time in the in this one because Oscar just looks super scary, right? So, Jake, who do you got in this one?
1: Um, Definitely Oscar. I don't really know either of them very well, so definitely based off the picture, Oscar Rivera is a scary man.
0: Yeah, for sure.
4: Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think Steve can make a difference in this one. <laughs> he, uh, it's, oh, debil- it's definitely going to be Oscar.
0: It's definitely going to be Oscar. All right, Sam, you don't get a say. Uh, it's been decided. But who would you pick, <laughs> <I'm
4: kidding>. Oscar? <laughs>
0: Oscar. All right. Here's here's a good one. So actually, on on social media, I've been sharing some of the closest matchups. Right. This matchup, when I checked yesterday, was within seven votes. So in in this in this bracket where we've gotten over four thousand total votes from over 150 people, this one's within seven votes. Brandon Morrell, aka the Symbol be the symbol catholic rapper who i've had on the show before he is a youth minister and and uh, shares his his ministry through rap uh, out in new york city he's there in, in his picture he kind of looks like uh what's that guy's name Seems just the way you are bruno mars kind of looks like bruno mars there and then uh, a good friend of ours just mr dave moore who comes in and does music for a lot of the events here in bride college station so this is the, one of the closest matchups so i'm gonna let you guys decide uh we'll start with you this time sam who do you got, Brandon Morrell, or Dave Moore?
2: Okay, well, I know Dave Moore, and he's just a little teddy bear, so I, I think I'd have to go with Brandon.
0: All right, Brandon. I actually heard that Dave Moore used to be, like, a superstar basketball player, and I looked at him like, I don't know, same thing that people do with me. I was, a, I was a college athlete.
2: I don't know about
4: that. <laughs> all right, all right we'll, go to, we'll go to you next. We'll let Jake be the last one. Um, I'm going to actually say Dave Moore, and there's a reason, and it's because of the beard. You don't know what he's going to sneak into the ring. You know he could bring some sort of weapon. <laughs> we don't know. Um, a, and it, a bird may have laid eggs there. A bird. He that could, could convince be... Brandon not to punch him because of the birds. Is that how birds? Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got that. You yeah, got that for sure. Yeah. All right,
1: Jake. You're the tiebreaker. Um, I've I've been having a hard time with this one. This one looks very very close. I've um,
0: literally—we talked earlier about Jake not listen to the show. I've literally set this whole thing up about this is what of the closest I, under, no, I,
1: I know, <laughs> and that's why I'm reiterating that. Thanks, um, Jake. But I would have to agree with Kyle here and say that Dave, Dave would win. All
0: right, we're voting for Dave. All Mostly right, the. Point and I. Oh, I just realized I didn't put a bio for Joe Melendres. I need to go fix that. Sorry, Joe. I've been meaning to promote all these people, and I don't have a bio for him. Um, but Joe is a is a is a Catholic hip hop artist. As well, he, another guy with a very scary picture. He's, like, praying, but he also looks like... He's, like, wearing boxing gloves or weightlifting gloves. So it looks like he's about to punch you. And then every... Uh, what did you what did you call this guy earlier? Jesse Manabusan? Sam, what did you call him earlier?
2: Kool-Aid man.
0: The Kool-Aid man. So, uh... Jesse is this big, lovable guy who plays music. He always wears these smiley face T-shirts. In the picture on the bracket, he's wearing this big yellow smiley. Face. Just a love, a, lo- a lo- Somebody like called uh, Dave Moore a teddy bear a second ago. Mm-hmm. This guy's like a, a grizzly bear, like just a mm-hmm. big old man, right? Uh, I, I love Jesse. Got to meet him in uh, in California a couple of months ago. Uh, Joe was actually there too, so I actually met both of them. Wonderful. So um, for you guys, let's start with uh, Sam this time.
2: Okay. Um, last time I heard Jesse talk, he was talking about his grandkids wanting to ride on his back, and it was not very successful. So I think I'd have to go with Joe.
0: Joe, for sure.
1: All right, Jake? Um, I mean, Joe, absolutely. Joe? All right. Jesse's uh, kind of, you know, he's a big teddy bear, also. He is. Grizzly
2: teddy bear.
0: Yeah, he talked about like his back not working and stuff. Right. I think Joe's backwards. So I think by default, Joe wins,
4: right? Kyle, I any mean, objections? Look, if you have a working back. You're gonna win. That's I that's so. what they teach at the UFC. So I impressive. I, I can win. <laughs> I yes, have a back. If you have a <laughs> back. Now okay, it has to be working. So Oh dang it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh the the last one, we got we got about four and a half minutes. We're gonna have a speed round among the women's bracket. So sister Miriam James, probably everybody's favorite American nun, versus Hallie Lord, who's on SiriusXM XM Catholic channel. Um who you got? Let's, let's start with Kyle.
4: Um I'm I'm gonna say sister.
0: Sister for sure. Uh, again, because she can hide things in her in, in her nun, nun, nun garb. That's what that's called.
4: I say yep. sister as well.
0: All right, si- yep, sister. Sister wins. All right, our sister, next sister. one, Gwen Bartlett, who's from Next Level Ministry. If you listened to last week's show, Chris Bartlett was on. She does a lot of youth ministry coaching, and then Taylor Trippity, who who uh, just like Andrew Lawbucker, used to be in the Bob Rice band, playing at at um, youth conferences at uh, for Franciscan University. Uh, now she's a youth minister in San Antonio. So uh, so who you got here, Jake? Uh, Gwen. Gwen. Why is that?
1: I don't know. I I just think that she's she'd
0: win. Well, that's that's just you should be a color commentator on the NFL channel. You are welcome. I just said the NFL channel while making fun of what you said. All right. Go ahead, Sam.
2: Um, Gwen's had to deal with
4: Chris, so Gwen all the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. So we got Gwen. Any, any uh, rebuttal before we-
4: I, I mean, I actually, I couldn't decide between the two of them, so I was going to say Taylor because of the last name. I think it's fun to say.
0: It, it, it really, It's tripod. Yeah. she You could hold- things. It's just a lovely little yeah. word, you know? Lovely little word. Which ironically was uh, hashtag tripod was tripodcasting a couple weeks ago. Oh. So if you, if you haven't tried podcasting, hashtag. check out the Forte Catholic show. All right. Cool. Uh, next one's Emily Wilson, who um, I, I know her from uh, from not only her blog, but she does music with Dolo, who's um, in the bracket as well. And Jennifer Fulwiler, a great convert to the faith, who has a show on Sirius XM's Catholic Channel. What do you guys think? Speed round, let's go. Jennifer, Jennifer, yeah, I'm also going to say Jennifer. Those converts, all right. Those yeah. co- those converts those are good.
4: Jennifer times three.
0: All right, this uh, this one's crazy because currently I'm going to reveal something right now. Allison Sullivan, who's, who's in our next matchup, is currently leading the women's record. She's currently in the final four, and I totally think it's because she texted me the other day and, uh, with a new picture with a tattoo on her arm.
4: Oh, it's definitely the tattoo.
0: It's definitely tattoo. Yeah. So, like, people are voting by <laughs> voting on, on, on pictures. What's crazy is she's the number one woman, but this matchup is currently within 10 votes. Wow. So, like, the people have spoken. This is one of the yeah. toughest matchups to decide. So, Leah Darrow, former model, now speaker. Um, and Allison Sullivan, who also uh, is a convert and wrote a book called Rock Paper Scissors, Rock Paper Scissors about her conversion, which you can find on Amazon.com. Uh, who do you got in this one, Kyle? This
4: I, it's it's Allison. Her tattoo literally says, "I won the Ministry Madness bracket."
0: Uh, that's not what it says, okay. but it's well, pretty. Uh, maybe that's what maybe later. She's going to add to. She's it. She's going to add it. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Jake.
1: Allison as well. Allison, uh, mostly be- because of the updated picture.
0: All right.
4: Yes, Allison.
0: All right. Uh, Sarah Swafford, uh, Steubenville speaker uh, from Emotional Virtue Ministries. Or Abby Johnson, who uh, who does a lot of pro-life work. Who you got?
1: I got Abby Johnson. She's just a really hardcore woman. She really is.
4: Sarah. Sarah. All right, Kyle, you get to decide. I'm going to say Abby Johnson. Abby. All right,
0: yeah. next one. We got uh, Danielle Rose, very sweet speaker. Uh, or, uh, sorry, musician. And then Jackie Francois Angel, who a lot of people are, uh, they have like a her husband Bobby's also a speaker and uh they've been apologizing to me. <laughs> like guys have been pro- I uh I picked Jackie, but I don't want to punch her because then Bobby will punch me. So who you who you got in this one, Jake? Jackie Francois. Jackie?
4: Yeah, I I got Jackie.
0: All right, Jackie wins that one. I think we've got two more left. Lila Rose, another pro-life speaker speaker, or Kristalina Everett, who is the wife of of, of Jason Everett, who's also on the other side of the bracket, so it'd be really funny to watch them fight each other. That'd be great. Uh, Jake, who you got? Crystalina, uh, because of what you just said. I, <laughs> want, <them to laughs> I want that to happen. All right, Sam. Crystalina. Crystalina wins. Yeah, that's going to be a third. All right. And then the last one, Mister uh, Miss Katie Pre-G, Prejean McGrady. I learned how to say that the other day. She's a, a great speaker, uh, works in, in Catholic... Uh, Catholic schools teaching versus one of our friends Gina Bauer who's uh I've, we've worked out in conferences and those types of things um so we got the old school versus the new school who you got Kyle
4: uh, I'm definitely going to go with Katie.
0: All right. Uh, Gina's, Gina's going to beat you up when she comes well, in next I'm just month.
4: I'm saying because she's got Apple Watch, so All right. I, I'm, I'm loving
0: it. Jake, who you got? Gina. She's small, but she's feisty. All right.
4: Decide it, Sam. Gina. All right. Gina
0: wins. So this is our Ministry Madness bracket. Go to ministrymadness.com to vote. We will be back next week. Thanks, Andrew Laubacher. Thank you, people in the studio, for coming. We'll be back next week. See ya! you.